This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah, that's right, you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where every Sunday, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast. Also, our Patreon, where if you were a supporter last year, or at least through to the end of the year last year, you just got a present in the mail, and hopefully... You just opened it and it made you smile because you make us smile through your support. Anyway, patreon.com slash says who. Books. Books. Dan Nine Liars is out. It is. I finished it yesterday. What did you think? I loved it, Maureen Johnson. Really? I think it is your finest work. Really? Yeah, I do. And you got the box. I sent you the box. I I did get the box. I also bought a copy so that you got that first week uh, sale, you know, register ka-ching. But uh, I absolutely loved it. Really? Yeah. It was fantastic. There were multiple times where I was like, wow, Maureen Johnson can write a book. Did you solve it? Did you solve the mystery? I didn't. I was just on the ride. I didn't stop to try to solve it. You didn't try to, you didn't want to, uh, you weren't like, I know what happened. The last one I solved, but, uh. Box in the Woods you solved. Yeah. And I solved it pretty, pretty early on. I, oh. like, I think I know the, I think I know who done it. This one, I was just enjoying the ride. I didn't try, I didn't try to do work. I just, I just got on and I rode. <sighs> well, it's out there. It is good. I'm playing with the fuzzy cover of, That's uh. That's great. I'm glad that you are hearing Maureen Johnson. We were having some mic issues. But now my, more, she's just distracted by the wind baffle on the mic that we isn't took, working. We took the little fuzzy cover off the other yeah. microphone to try to make it work. But now I have a little puppet. Oh, good. <laughs> well, the puppet has distracted Maureen from telling you that books are available. Her book, The Nine Liars, not the, just Nine Liars is I out. put googly eyes on this. Oh, Hello, boy. Dan. Hi, Dan. And you should... Support Maureen Johnson by purchasing her book anywhere oh, you want. Hey, everywhere that sells books. Look at me. Probably have it. I'm not. I'm just gonna hey. show your book for a second. Look at me. And uh, but if you want to buy it on the internet, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop that sells the Nine Liars, among other things. Oh, boy, I put it on a can. That's gonna end well. It looks Definitely like it- a good idea is to put a piece of fuzzy cloth on mm-hmm. top of a liquid. It's empty. Yeah, it's not I'm, that Look empty. at him. He's fuzzy. I'm going to call him canny. Okay. <laughs> uh, kickbezosintheballs.org, nine liars. Also, if you're buying things on the internet, why not go to merch.saysupodcast.com? Let me tell you something about the Says Who merch store. Oh, boy. One of the things that you get when you support at the 5 or $10 a month level is a, is a modest discount at the says who merch store that renews every month and i got an email from a listener just last week who was like hey i didn't see this thing discount code this time and i was like that's because i totally forgot dude so this morning i woke up and i made discount codes for the whole year and then i scheduled them for the whole year in Patreon. wow so you this year for sure you will get that monthly discount code at merch.saysupodcast.com. He's good. He does all the work. This one, I felt bad when he was like, and again, I was like, yipes, yeah. So today I was like, I'm taking care of business. Merch.saysupodcast.com. We are a real two, two-person shop. Dude, we do it. You, would, uh, you do it. Well, I mean, I I'm show not up. talking to myself right now, am I? 
no, you're talking to Kenny. Oh, hey, it's boy. me, everybody. I'm Kenny. Well, I, I took him off the can, though. <laughs> Fuck, I'll put another him, look, year I'm, of this. I'm going to put him on a water bottle. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> oh, <no>. God damn it. <laughs> Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I need a screenshot of Dan right now. <laughs> Hold on. He's so defeated. Ah, yes. So defeated. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Kenny. I'm Kenny. My hair is up and standy. I used to be a buffalo on a microphone. She took me off and let me on a water bottle. And now I sing to Dan. I sing while it's a full throttle. I'm Kenny. A water bottle with a bath on top. Oh, that. Mm. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to a whole new year of Says Who with, with Candy. <laughs> the podcast that isn't a podcast, it's a coping strategy. It's a, I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm a water bottle with a baffle on top. <laughs> Boy. We're never moving past this. Four more years. Dan, <sighs> first of all. Yeah. I'm gonna about I'm about to ask you how your holiday was, but I wanna sh- I wanna tell you something I got for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got a journal. <laughs> good it's right here oh no but you know what it is it's a five-year one oh. my mother had this made for me wow it's a really fancy nice five-year yeah it's like journal. a leather bound case with a little lock and everything yeah it's a it's a really nice hand-sewn one because she knew i wanted one yeah. and so she had a real nice one she got a real nice one it's well, got that's my fun. Look, look at this. Got my initials on it. Wow. Fuck yeah. That's so awesome. I, so I got a five year one. Did so you start it? Yes. Started You're yesterday, it. Dan. Yeah, I know. January 1st. I didn't understand that the con, like, I understood the concept, but I thought that you just moved on. And then I was like, oh, you actually turn the page each day. Yeah. And then you turn back to the first one. So you see what you wrote on all the other January 1st and stuff. I really, really like the concept of it. And I think last year I tried to do it and I fell off. Oh, you didn't, you didn't continue? I, it was, I think it was just one thing too many for me, but I really like it. I first saw it. There's a, like a artist and, writes about creativity author named Austin Cleon, Cleon, uh, who lives in Austin, Texas, because apparently you got to live where your name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw him. He does it. And he does like he writes a quote that he saw or heard every day in it. 
So he gets like this giant list of quotes, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't keep up with it. It I felt I felt like I was chasing a ball down a hill, but I think you will exceed at it. Well, it's pretty quick. It's just a couple sentences. Yeah. But also, can I just tell you, Dan, all I've eaten for the last four days has been cake and cookies. Yeah, my diet has been bananas. I don't, I don't feel good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maureen Johnson, you're at your parents' house. I am. I'm my, at home. My holidays have not quite ended yet. You're still going strong. When well, last we spoke, you were about to leave for England. You have been to England. Now you're I've in the been, Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia region. I am. You're going on tour in just days. Yeah, I'm going on tour in on the go. about 24 hours, 36 hours. Yeah, England was amazing. I bet. It was pretty amazing. Like, it was a big, proper English Christmas. Nine people in the house. Like, they didn't, they had, like, real stuff, like, good wine and a flaming Christmas cake and a, a wild horse broke in one day and my mother-in-law wrangled a wild horse. Sure. Um, walking in the forest, uh, Christmas crackers, paper hats, watching the King on TV and going, look, there's a guy. Um, did a day of publicity running around London. Um, did a day of shopping. Saw some comedy that night. Saw the Jazzy Moo, which I loved. Like it was pretty amazing. That's great. It had a kind of like, I've, I've, I've just living. I was about to relate with you. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, oh, yeah, I love England this time of year. I was just in England. And then I remembered I wasn't just in England. I was just reading your book. Ah, oh, see that? Which takes place in England. It's very vivid. I think, think maybe part of it is I have been to a lot of the places that you describe in the book. But he's very well done. You think so? I enjoyed it. You think the people will like it? I I know the people will like it. People I, seem I'm to... not even I'm not gassing you up here, Maureen. I really enjoyed it. I, it's gotten very good reviews. It has three star three star reviews and a bunch of other really good reviews and generally very positive reviews. Yeah, like no negative, like no professional night. Like it's all been good reviews and pretty good reviews online. So people seem to like it. It's good. I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I'm about to go on tour. You are. In fact, we are recording this. You're hearing this still on Wednesday the 4th. We're recording this later in the day on Monday the 2nd because you are, we are entering Maureen on the go mode. The yeah, the short version is I go back to New York tomorrow. Then I have to go to bed super early because I got to put five or I leave at five in the morning to go to San Diego for an event with Holly Black on Thursday. And then it rolls. It keeps rolling. Like a week after that is Madison, Connecticut, and D.C., and Houston, and San Antonio, and San Luis Obispo, and Boulder, Colorado. I think I'm missing one in there. There's one missing in there. Uh, and then after that, I have a couple days at home. Then I go to London. Probably either Bath or Cheltenham, and then Edinburgh. Edinburgh. So, I love it. So, yeah, it's about 10, 10 cities. You know what city you didn't mention? Ch Ch Chicago. 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 You know what author's coming through Chicago? Dan You know Sinker. what author's coming to a bookstore, a Barnes & Noble, that opened like a mile and a half from my house? Dan Sinker. Holly Black. <gasps> of course she is. That's right. She's just sneaking her little suitcase. 
look, I'm doing the event with Holly in San Diego on Thursday. There you go. And yeah, then I'm doing climbing her suitcase. I'm doing two events with her in England. So there I'm doing you. London and Edinburgh. So I'm already like Holly. Every time Holly turns around or looks in the mirror, she sees my shadow. I think I'm going to go and just stand creepy in the background. Her publicists were like, hey, you want to do all events with Holly? And I said, did you ask Holly? Because <laughs> we're really good friends and she's going to be fine with it. But at the same time, she may want to do some other stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like she may have other thoughts on other things. So so I'm doing a bunch of them. But they were like, you want to do the entire UK tour? We've already done. And I was like, give Give the girl a break. <laughs> There's only so much Johnson a person needs in their life. Hey, look. Hey, oh boy. Look. Woo. So, um, Dan, how was your holiday? It's been really nice. I got a new set, set of coveralls. In fact, now I you, got two. Now you have two, yeah. I have three. I now oh, I have three because I got two. All right, what is it? It has a, there's, these are blue. These I are like bl the blue. blue. Janice oh. said she ordered them for me. She said they were uh, the name of the color at the workwear place you ordered them from was Postal Blue, which is, oh. makes it even better for me. By the way, I just took my sweater off and I've managed to string it through the cord of the Perfect. headphones. So what, is, what does the patch say? Uh, the patch is from a Chicago letterer and uh, chain stitch artist who makes stuff under the name Vitchcraft. And it says in fancy script in the middle, it says self-employed. And then around it, it says, tough little bitches. <laughs> and you sewed that on yourself or did, did it arrive sewn on? Uh, I sewed it on myself. And your hat has coordinates on it. It does. This was the best gift from the teen. So I opened it up. It's a knit hat, black knit hat. Stitched, uh, embroidered on it are coordinates. And now they the, are. It's in the says who kind of font as well. Yeah, it's in, it's in Cooper Black. That was very observant. So it's in my favorite, very favorite font. And I'm like, well, this is cool. And he's like, you should put them into, you can just put them into a Google search. And so I'm typing them in and it's like, you know, north and west, hour, minute, second, like degree situation. And I'm putting them in and I'm like, what is this possibly going to be? And then I was like, well, I know that like some people put like the Disney coordinates on. I bet it's that. And then it pops up a map. And I'm like, what am I even looking at? And then I realize, Maureen, they are the coordinates of my favorite gas station in Colorado. <laughs> I just want to point out that Dan is the kind of person that has a favorite gas station in Colorado. Is that the one that like, so you've told me about this gas station. Yeah, I have. That it is, there's a corner very close to where we camped a lot this summer. Uh, there was a corner that was having an, and remember back to this summer when gas prices were absolutely insane. There was a corner in Colorado that there were four gas stations on the same corner. So really these are the coordinates to this corner. Um, and they were engaged in a price war that meant that their gas was like a dollar cheaper than anywhere else in the entire state of Colorado. And the ch prices would fluctuate. They would change them. If they were to look out the window and see that another one of the gas stations had lowered it, they would change it. 
So the you would and they had these enormous signs because it's also right next to a highway. So there's like, you know, giant signs, light up signs with the prices. And specifically, these are the coordinates of the Phillips 66 uh, that had the biggest sign and also faced our campground. And you would just walk outside and you could see, oh, look at that. The price is a penny cheaper than it was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it was amazing when uh, I would guess that the idea for this uh, gift finally came when we rushed out to Colorado for Thanksgiving because Janice's dad is very sick. Um, the The same town that we camp at is where the stickers for the Says Who Sticker Club are produced most of the time. And I had placed a sticker club order before we left for for Colorado. And then it was ready when we were there. And I was like, well, can you actually hold on? I'll come and pick it up. So I picked up the stickers and then I realized I'm kind of low on gas. I'm going to go to that gas station. So all everyone knew was that I had left to go pick up stickers. And then the next thing they knew in the family group chat, they get a photo of me posing in front of the gas station prices. (laughs) And I was so happy. It's so, a very good gift, Dan. It is. I kind of feel like with the hat, the coveralls, the patch, I feel like I've achieved a, a new form. Yeah, like I, was like about a, to, I really feel like we have 2020, 2023, 2023, 2023, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, that's it. That's all. That's what you started all of that and where it was planned to end from the start was crushing it. Dude, you're, you're really. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Good. I feel like I just witnessed a real short circuit of your brain just mm, then. You think so? A little bit. It's real. I'm look, I look really pink in here. This is really weird lighting. Okay. Just, look, you sort of look you you look extremely pixelated via my my oh, view of you. I look red in this light, like I look okay. completely red. But Dan, Dan, Dan. I Dan. mean, this is a podcast. Everyone listening does not care. Oh, but you know who does? There's Kenny. Oh boy, Kenny, I'm Kenny, the water bottle with a baffler on. Oh, um, he's going to be the mascot of 2023. Everyone loves Kenny. That's the, <laughs> that's the slogan. Everyone loves Kenny. Um, I was going so fast through events mm-hmm. and, t- and places yeah. that I largely have not seen or absorbed any or much news. Yeah. But the thing is that we, lots happened. A lot has happened. And it's I'm, true. I attempted to send you a tweet of Rudy Giuliani's, which yeah. you wrote back and said, I, he blocked me. I can't see his tweets. I don't think I knew that Rudy had blocked me. I felt like that happened a while ago. Did that it? We, yeah, we it knew that. Have. Yeah. But it was, he recorded himself on his phone having a partying time at the Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve party. Nice. Yeah. How was it? Looked amazing. They were, someone was doing this dance. That kind of dance? Yeah, yeah. The eh, eh, dance? Like the way, you know, the kind of way, like you just kind of go, you just kind of sway a little bit. You're like, I'm at mm-hmm. a, like, I'm at a wedding, but I'm sort of by the buffet. And I feel like I was, so I'm doing a little shoulder, like. Yeah. 
uh, if Casey and the Sunshine Band is on, you're like, I don't really want to dance to this, but okay. Like that. And it had a lot of disco balls. Like even for me, I was like, that's one too many disco balls. It was a little too much disco ball. Yeah. And it it had like a, it just looked um, like the worst people in the world. Sounds right. In a shiny, shiny situation. And Rudy going, ah, he must have been real drunk. Oh, he looked, I mean, the guy is recording himself on the phone. He's that wasted. So for sure. It's a new year, Maureen. Sure is. That's good. You know what I feel? And it's weird. Happy. I feel optimistic. There it is. There he is. It's going to be great. I don't know that it's going to be great, but I. It's going to be great. I feel like it's different than it's been. Or at least I feel different than it's been. I feel like I'm coming into this year in a good spot. Me too. I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're, you're, a, you're a house of fire. Yeah, I am a house of fire. But in a good way. I'm definitely on fire. You're like a cool fire. Cool fire. Like an everything's going your way fire. Cool fire. The new scent by Maureen Johnson. <laughs> you know what I've done, Maureen? I think I mentioned this, but it was very, very early going. I restarted a blog. I know. And you know what? It's fun. It's part of why I feel good about things. Just writing shit, putting it out there, not waiting for somebody to say, hey, what about this? I'm just doing it. That's right. It's fun. I wrote all about you. I, You know what, Dan? That was amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, Dan wrote a whole blog post about me on the day my book came out. It's true. And it was, I was trying to read, I was reading that thing on the way to the airport in a car. driving through like an incredible rainstorm to Heathrow to take this 8.30 flight back home. And it's this amazing blog piece in which Dan is so nice about me. And I almost had, what do you call them, a feeling? Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Sorry about that. That's all right. But Unintentional. But yeah. Dan really, he he just, I mean, what, a, Dan, it was so nice of you. It's good. You can read that stuff if you go to dansinker.blog. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. If It cracked me up. You can also go to dansinker.com slash blog. And then the <laughs> other day I discovered that uh, you can buy a .blog domain. So that just forwards you to dansinker.com slash blog instead. Dansinker.blog. <laughs> It's dot blog. Dot blog. Do you remember Homestar Runner? Sure do. Way back? Yeah. There was one Homestar Runner. These were early internet cartoons. And uh, there was one, I don't even remember what it was, but one of them goes, that one of the characters goes, it's dot com. <laughs> yes, uh, that's Homestar. Yeah. And that was back in the Punk Planet days. Me and our, we were two rooms there was a punk planet room was in this big warehousey building there was the punk planet room and then there was the bird machine room which was a silkscreen poster artist named jay ryan and this was like early in like oh things are viral on the internet and those were viral on the internet and boy i don't know how many times i would say to him or he would say to me it's dot com but we did that a lot my especially my friend keely and i still quote homestar runner stuff 
to each yeah. other all the time. Yeah. Hey, stupid! I made you the sandwich, like, or or the little the girls. I'm in love with every boy. Like, just oh. yeah. Also, the did you also catch in that same era all the Fensler film GI Joe cartoon? The, no. Oh man, those are amazing. They were remixes of the PSAs at the end of GI Joe cartoons with different voiceovers, and they were amazing. That was another thing we would quote each other a lot. Was that the same period that Adult Swim had C Lab twenty twenty? Or twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? I feel like that was a little later, but I could be yeah. wrong. That time is, is meaningless to me. If you've never seen them, you should they you they, they'll have them streaming somewhere. They took this cartoon, I guess, from the seventies called C Lab, and they redubbed it and kind of switched it around a little bit. And it's it becomes the most like Weird, slightly violent, surreal. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love all that early internet shit. <sighs> I love it's good it. stuff. Well, Dan. Yeah. What has been happening? Well, Maureen Johnson, lucky for you, I spent some time this morning catching myself up because I have not been paying attention to the news either. But uh, but I'll, I will... I'll bring Canny in to listen. Oh boy, thanks, Canny. Hi. Oh God. Still working out his voice. Hi. Is that true? <laughs> See what what I have here is my my metal water bottle. Is there like a unicorn on that or something? That's no, just like a swirly pattern. Okay. I'll tell you where I bought this when I was doing a book festival in Florida, like somewhere in South Florida, but near Sanibel Island. It was oh, like yeah. on the other side and Sanibel Allen is there like, oh yeah, Mike Pence is always there and he's there right now. And my flight was delayed leaving because stupid Mike Pence was there. That's where I bought this water bottle. Okay. I think. And I've put this baffle on top to create Canny. Now Canny's origin story was that he was on this can of Virgil zero black cherry handcrafted seltzer soda or whatever. But then we decided, Dan Sinker and I, in developing Canny, to put to mm. move from the can to the water bottle, uh -huh. um, the Swig brand water bottle, um, because of the stickiness. And so, in conceiving the character of Canny, Dan Sinker and I uh, opted I for the water bottle um, to I really was bring not him to life. In the conceiving of Canny. Welcome. We'll return to the background of Canny, <laughs> conceiving Canny. <laughs> anyway. Maureen Johnson, we're recording this on the 2nd. If you're listening to this today, it came out, it came out on the 4th. In between those two days, the new Congress went into session. Some Democrats now have 51 seats, thanks to Raphael Warnock's fourth win of his seat in two years. An astounding number for a seat that you hold for six years, but them's the breaks. Uh, the, but they are coming in in a stronger position than they were. But the House is flipping to Republican hands where they will hold a slim four seat majority. Four in the end. Four in the end. They got four in the end. This is how it ended up. But uh, that means for the next two years, we are going to be subjected to a near constant stream of investigations into the Biden administration and, of course, into Biden's son, Hunter. Over the winter break, they published a list of all of the things that they wanted to investigate. I started, 
I pulled up the website because I was like, well, I'm going to pull this together quickly. And then I realized this is a long list. But the bullet points on the website include oversight and investigating into the Department of Homeland Security and our open border crisis, Mm -hmm. including looking into the failure to protect the border and defend our sovereignty. How do you pronounce that word? Our Our sovereignty? That's it. Thank you. Didn't work in my brain there for a second. All sorts of dumb racist border shit Mm -hmm. is really what it boils down to. Then another bullet point called Big Tech and the Silencing of Americans' Free Speech. Oh, boy. Which all of the bullet points on this are basically Elon Elon Musk's Twitter Twitter. files. So that's a bunch of fun. Plus a look at TikTok. There's another bullet point simply labeled China. (laughs) Uh, There's yet another bullet point called Security... Uh, But for some reason, it also includes TikTok, of course, election integrity Mm -hmm. uh, and a investigation into, quote, security failures and ongoing vulnerabilities in the U.S. Capitol, which feels like that's going to be a fun little bizarro world version of January 6th. Uh, They are going to investigate something that they as call COVID origins. That should be fun. And then disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. Another one called. Washington spending, another one called DOJ slash FBI, which is all about uh, the FBI investigating Mar-a-Lago. Another bullet point labeled education and woke ideology. That one should be a bunch of fun. Another bullet point labeled energy production and American industry, IRS politicization and abuse. That's going to be about Donald Trump's taxes, which we'll get to in a second. Another one's labeled breaking the swamps bureaucracy, but Maureen Johnson... Also in that giant list is a bullet point, standalone bullet point labeled Hunter Biden. The first paragraph of that, Hunter Biden's laptop, connects President Joe Biden to his son's corrupt foreign business dealings. So that's going to be a bunch of fun. Those are all on Kevin McCarthy's website. Dan, so many of that. Are you putting lotion on right now? Yeah. Okay. Putting on hand lotion. Um, so I stayed in a really, we stayed in this nice hotel. I got a good Expedia deal for the first couple nights in London. That's Whenever fun. you stay at a nice hotel, always take a look at the quality of the various little products they leave sure. around. And in this hotel, they left these things by the bedside. So for the nighttime, a special relaxing night hand cream and um, lip balm. And they... They just smell really nice. And I like balms. So I took all, I took them all and I just am sitting here applying them because moisturizing my hands means I don't have to think too deeply about that list that you just read. Yeah, it's a fun list. I mean, so many of those things could have been shortened to some racist stuff. Like just yes. racist stuff, racist stuff, racist stuff. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden racist stuff. Yeah. Racist, racist, racist. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh, good luck. Good luck inve- investigating TikTok fuckers, because when you uh, bring that one up uh, and you find out that your children slash grandchildren slash great grandchildren slash uh, unacknowledged illegitimate children slash are no longer speaking to you, um, you may want to reconsider because they will take you down. The children will take you down. The children they will eat you. You try to take down TikTok, you're going to see, it's going to be like children of the corn out there. You're going to look and see all these little hands and eyes and the ones going, give us the TikTok. And then they'll just swarm you like, and they'll eat you. 
Well. Like, I, I think they, like, put a guy's hand in a blender or something in one of those movies. Like, <laughs> you are going to disappear into the goddamn corn if you try to take the TikTok away from the children. It's true. Good well, luck. Well, they mentioned TikTok in at least three of their various bullet points, so they're going for it. Good luck, you guys. The children I, will, I mean. I believe their obsession with TikTok boils down to the originating rumor that I think was actually ultimately disproved that, uh... Donald Trump's Oklahoma rally that nobody showed up to was because TikTok people bought all the tickets. I think that was actually disproved, but that since that point has been when the far right has been obsessed with taking TikTok down. Well, honestly, I would lo- I I I I love I love to see them try not because I want to see anything happen to TikTok just because I want to see what happens to them. Definitely. Well, in Go order ahead. for them, oh well, yeah. Fuck around with K-pop fans. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to you but don't yeah, want to do that. Why don't why don't you go after go what what are those boys? Those are the nice boys. Oh, B B BTS. Um, yeah. Why don't you take BM. Why don't That's you poop. just put BTS on your list of things that you want to take down on there while you're yeah. at it? That Good would go luck well for them. Yeah. TikTok and BTS. We're going to and and uh maybe um uh Oh my god. Oh, hi, it's, it's me. Well. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh, the singer. <laughs> Boy. The singer. Swift? Midnight Taylor Swift. There you go. Here's your list. Okay, here's what I want you to take down, Republicans. Here are the things we need to investigate. Yeah. I can't understand why I couldn't remember Taylor Swift's name. I think my She's brain. very obscure. My brain might be dying. Um, the good ta- The good news is, Martin, it's, it's just easy going for you from here on out. So your brain will. Bounce right back. Taylor Swift. Yeah. BTS. Mm-hmm. TikTok. Yeah. Um, K drama in general. Yeah. Um, uh, makeup influencers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should go well. Yeah, go, go, go well for them. In order for them to get going on all of this, they do have to elect a Speaker of the House, which apparently is supposed to happen tomorrow. So. By the time you listen to this, listener, either it will have happened or it won't. But right now, twenty less than 24 hours before this vote is supposed to happen, nobody knows if he's actually going to be elected because the far right wing nuts have decided to make his life real difficult. He spent most of the uh, Christmas break capitulating to them. Uh, and then last night, Sunday night, they... Uh, issued nine of them issued a statement because remember there has to be a majority vote here and they only have four a four seat majority so you need everyone nine of the most wing nutty of these far right wing nuts in the house uh, issued a statement saying that his capitulations were quote insufficient mm. and that he needed to do more so uh, we'll see that should be uh, vaguely interesting though I would guess that the status quo will ultimately hold. And that he will become the Speaker of the House. And what happened to Mitch? Mitch is uh, still sad, a little sad man, still being the minority leader in the in the Senate. Mm. Just a little sad, Mitch. But the Democratic House majority did do two things on their way out the door. First, they published the January 6th report, which weighed in at a whopping 845 pages long. Maureen, there was a moment in my life when that report came out 
mm-hmm. where I thought I should record an audiobook of that. And then there was a moment in my life where I thought, you're a fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. Don't have that idea. All and right. So I didn't. Counterpoint. Yeah. That you do it, but it's it's one of a couple things. Maybe it's a podcast where you read it aloud and annotate it in real time. Yeah. I don't know. I or, don't think it's anything. Or we crowdsource this into some sort of marathon <laughs> where you read it. My and- main thought was I do it all, mm-hmm. but it's all one take <laughs> so that by the end, I'm just hoarse and mm-hmm. unable to pronounce words. How long would it take to read an 800 page, 50 page document? With no edits, it would take a very long time. With edits, it would take an even longer time. Would you be able to stop to sleep or go to the bathroom? No, I think you just got to do the whole thing. Well, I think you'd have to run to pee, but you'd just leave that as a blank space. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you record close enough to the bathroom so that you hear the pee. Or you put on like elevator music in those. (laughs) Like you have a little elevator music queued up and ready to go and you just hit it. it. I think you do it. I think there's an audience for this. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that that moment has passed. I think most people don't even remember that this report came out. Or you do it on Twitter spaces. Like I tried to do on the day that the book came out, I did a Twitter space and a guy named Big Boy Jeeves showed up just randomly and I let him talk and he was just some guy from Birmingham, England. And he wanted to talk about, um, so I I just did this opens, I was did it in the airport lounge. Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to do a space. And I said, would you want to do it? And you're like, I'm at the mall. So I was like, all right. We were, so I, we were literally at the food court at a mall waiting for pizzas. So I just did it for like a short time. And I'm just like, I'll just answer questions. And this guy just kind of fumbled in. And he's like, hey, I'm Big Boy Jeeves. <laughs> and I think Big Boy Jeeves may have been high, but I have no confirmation. Really? But he was from Birmingham, England. And he's like, I want to talk about supernatural stuff. And I was like. Big boy, geez, let's do this. And he's like, you know, because throughout my life, I've seen, you know, obviously I've had a lot of encounters with the supernatural and shadow beings. I was like, tell me more about these shadow beings, big boy, Jeeves. And he's like, well, you know, like when you're asleep and you get sleep paralysis and then the shadow, then the shadow beings come like the shadow ghosts. And I'm like, well, big boy, Jeeves, what are the, what are the shadow ghosts look like? And he's like, well, you know, they appear at the end of the bed and you know, they wear these pointed hats, Hmm. like these big pointed hats. You know, like like Abe Lincoln wore, and I was like, "You mean like a stovepipe hat?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I was like, "So you've got Shadow Abe Lincoln at the end of your bed?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got like Shadow Abe Lincoln at the end of my bed." And then he electroshocks me, and I'm like, "Oh, big boy Jeeves, this story is incredible!" Like Abe Lincoln, get out of there. So that was me. So you could have something like that where you just read it, and then you can you can give the mic to random people like Big Boy Jeeves, and just. <laughs> Have a little chat back when you need to rest your voice. We'll see. Or you anyway, do you do a hundred pa- pages a night. Yeah, that I still think that would take a long time. You do fifty pages a night. I should probably just try recording and see how it goes. You do twenty pages. I don't think I should do it. Do it. Mostly, I just don't think anyone cares. Like, like it well, came that, out and people were like, oh, that's cool. Well, I think that's the problem is that nobody paid. Like, I, like, I didn't and I care about this stuff because I was running around another country doing Christmas. What's in there, Dan? 
Well, I mean, it is a extremely detailed summary of not summary, extremely detailed in-depth thing into everything that they did. I mean, part of it is it is it is a summation of their investigation, you know. So, uh it's there it does have a bunch of recommendations. They want citing the 14th Amendment, they recommend Trump should be barred from holding federal or state office ever again. They also recommend the creation of a formal mechanism to evaluate whether those who took part in the insurrection should be barred from holding future government office on federal and other levels. They recommend that Congress should make stronger criminal penalties for those who obstruct a peaceful transfer of power. That seems probably smart. They recommend federal penalties for those who threaten election workers. They have a whole bunch of recommendations, which is great because they aren't in power anymore. So that's going to go well. Uh, They did also, uh, prior to publishing, vote to forward criminal referrals of Trump and attorney John Eastman to the Department of Justice, who I'm sure got right on it. But more exciting than that, Maureen, was that the House released the long-awaited Donald Trump tax returns. If you can think back to the halcyon days of 2018, when it was like, well, if we could just get his tax returns, then we'd have him. Well? They finally got him. So what do we find out? Well... We found out that he was literally writing, I got money from Russia in his taxes. No, we didn't. None of that was there. Uh, We found out what people pretty much knew. He used all sorts of creative accounting to lower his taxes, most of the time to zero. The report revealed that Trump on his federal tax returns declared negative income in 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2020. Paid a total of $1,500 in income taxes for the years 2016 and 2017. Uh, On their 2020 income tax returns, Trump and Melania paid no federal income taxes and claimed a refund of $5.47 million. So that's cool. He did pay a million bucks in 2018. That seems to be because uh, some property that his dad gave him back in the 70s ended up uh, selling for a lot more money than they thought. So uh, there's that. But more than that, there are uh, sh- they are just filled with super weird claims that have a lot of tax experts basically saying like, uh, we need to audit this shit because none of it makes sense. Uh, like he claims hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of interest payments from his kids. So his kids were paying him interest on money he lent them or on something? On loans, yes. Okay. So in each year of his presidency, Trump claimed he received exactly $18,000 interest on a loan. He said he gave Ivanka $8,715 in interest. And this is ye- these are yearly. This mm-hmm. is every year the same amount in interest from uh, from Dojo in 2017 to 2019. He received exactly twenty four thousand dollars from Eric and then Eric paid him nineteen thousand six hundred and five dollars in interest in 2020. So a bunch of tax experts. So CNN talked to Martin Scheel, a former supervisory special agent for the IRS, who said, quote, it's unusual to have interest in round numbers. Right. An auditor would want to see payments, loan agreements, and interest rates. Uh, 
the general thinking seems to be that Trump gave his kids a bunch of money at some point. Mm-hmm. But by calling it a loan, then he gets around paying a gift. They get around paying gift tax on it, which is higher than ostensibly the amount that they're paying back. Also, they can write off these interest payments. So um, so there's that. I just like to think that he's loan sharked his kids and they're <laughs> all in hock to him. But who knows? Um, equally rare to see in a tax return is that a lot of Trump's businesses spent exactly the same amount of money that they made. Mm. So like uh, in 2017, uh, DJT Aerospace LLC, which operates his, his helicopter, claimed $42,965 in income and $42,965 in expenses. Interesting. Yes. Uh, one of the things that when I first started running a business, I didn't realize is basically if you spend a whole bunch of money at like the money you spend takes away from your profit, right? Which it makes sense, but it's like, so everyone with businesses spend a bunch of money at the end of the year to like reduce the amount that they made that year and that sort of thing. But he's claiming straight number. Like we yeah. made this and we spent the exact same amount. Apparently uh, millennia Trump, it, it, a line item for modeling uh, took in 8,848 or $3,848 and had $3,848 of expenses. Uh, Donald J. Trump, parentheses speaking, reported 50000 in gross income and $46,162 in travel expenses. So, and apparently it's just sort of full of that where you have all of these, you know, weird little side businesses and things like that that bring in income and expense the exact same amount, which is basically just tax, not a thing. Tax fraud? Yes. You know, like it's just not, possible like as as a person that ran a very low has run very low budget businesses for a long time you know like you don't it's not one-to-one no it's just nuts you get paid 42 dollars, and then you pay 19 dollars for a shredder and you like yeah yeah um yeah so i mean it just seems like they are like well we don't want to pay on that one so just zero it out Right. It seems to be the basics that's going on. Uh, The returns did show that he held bank accounts outside the U.S. in the U.K., Ireland and China, all of which appear to be tied to businesses in those countries. Uh, Also, for the little amount of U.S. taxes that he paid in that same time, uh, he also paid about a million dollars in foreign taxes during that time. So uh, that's always fun. Mostly what the disclosure shows is that his claims that he was being audited were not true. Apparently, the IRS did not audit these. Uh, And in fact, he really should be audited because it's very clear that there's all sorts of fucking fraud in his tax returns. Is there a statute of limitations on auditing? I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, actually, I do know. Is it seven seven years? years. Yeah. Is that you're supposed to keep your tax returns for seven years? Yeah, you're supposed to keep your your various things because they have up to seven years and then you can... Then you can check it. And I think that that seven years is first. There's different amounts of time for different types of businesses, but I don't think there's anything that stretches beyond seven years. So, yeah, there is a statute of limitation. But so but some of these are still within that because 2015 is the oldest one that they had, which would have just hit that statute. But other ones wouldn't have. So they could audit all this shit in theory. We'll see. But more in between 
the January 6th releases, the tax returns, the fizzling of his re-election announcement. It has been a weird time for Donald Trump. And when it's a weird time for Donald Trump, it seems like uh, New York Magazine reporter Olivia Nuzzi comes a call in because she published an amazing portrait of him essentially as a recluse in Mar-a-Lago surrounded by a dwindling number of sycophants. Uh, it has so many moments and quotes. Here are just a smattering for you, Maureen. All right. Quote, he just goes, plays golf, comes back and fucks off. He has retreated to the golf course and to Mar-a-Lago, one advisor said. Quote, his world has gotten much smaller. His world is so, so small. She uh, made me smile. She offers two explanations for why he's running for president at, at all. She says, quote, first, or this is her. First, there is a need, his need for attention, which is tied up with his fear of boredom. Quote, he doesn't have anything else to do. One advisor told me, what else can he do? Why did he see Kanye? He wants to be relevant and he wants the limelight. He's thirsty. So a lot of these quotes, one of the things that's truly fun about this article is she basically did a bunch of quotes with other people and then did her interview with him. So she will fully, fully say to him, well, one person says that you just feel like you need to be relevant, you know, because then she she finishes that quote by saying Trump did not like this quote. I think I've always been relevant. Like I've been relevant from a very young age. I've been in the mix, to be honest. And the second she says is his fear of arrest. The prior time we talked in July, this was already out there. The idea that his lawyers had advised him it was worth to, worth a shot to run as soon as he could, as fast as he could, in the direction of the White House, with or against the political winds, on the thinking that prosecutors were worried already about accusations of political prosecution might be spooked by an active presidential campaign. And that was before the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, before we knew about the stolen classified material stashed in the basement. The appearance of legal pressure has only mounted in the past month. In the span of 24 hours, the January 6th committee announced referrals for criminal charges, and the House Ways and Means Committee announced it would release six years of tax returns, information he had fought bitterly to keep private throughout his earlier campaigns and presidency. Quote, that didn't play into it, Trump said. He did not like this either. Quote, I did nothing wrong, he said. Has Had his lawyers given him that advice, as some of his advisors told me they had? No, he said. I don't know how you get indicted if you've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. He repeated that phrase. I've done nothing wrong nine times in 30 minutes. Uh, she asks a former White House official what the end of his presidency was like and kind of how it affected him. <sighs> I think that really fucked up his head, the first former White House official said. Quote, he was already on that path. He was so desensitized and emboldened. And then during COVID, his interactions with real people were so cut off. During this tragic time where horrible things were happening, he wasn't experiencing any of it. It was an ugly cocktail of the pandemic and race after George Floyd. These things had activated his worst features. He lost touch with what was real. Whatever limited ability he had before to connect was just gone. He was more inclined to crack than others. Quote, here's a person who is so untethered as it is, who largely escapes accountability, and there were always weird people around him, but the more the normal people disappeared, all he's surrounded by are the cuckoo birds. The official trailed off. Quote, his brain was vulnerable too, because I think he was probably whatever his version of depressed is. <laughs> this is amazing. 
Then she calls up Sam Nunberg. Oh, my boy. One of your original boyfriends. One of my original boyfriends. Remember when I used to have all those boyfriends and they would always be coming and they'd be like, Maureen, go out with us. And I'd have to just figure out who to dance with first at the ball. I do. All my boys. Uh, Sam Nunberg now hates Trump. She asks him what he thought of the announcement of his candidacy. Quote, it was sad to watch, Nunberg said. Quote, it was like watching Elvis at the end. On second thought, it was worse than that. Quote, it was like watching Elvis at the end if he was completely relegated to just piano bars. It's not but, bad, Sam, you you crazy SOB. But Maureen, the most beautiful and uh, portrait of the whole thing, and we're going to leave it on this one. This is from the from the piece. He watches Sunset Boulevard, quote, one of the greatest of all time, again and again and again. A silent picture star sidelined by the talkies, driven to madness in denial over her faded celebrity. Oh, my God. When he was a businessman, he showed it to guests aboard his 727. When he was president, he held screenings for it of it at the for White House staff at Camp David. He once showed it to his press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, who later described how, quote, the president who could never sit still for anything without talking on the phone, sending a tweet or flipping through TV channels sat enthralled. And he once showed it to Tim O'Brien, the biography who biographer who wrote that when Norma Desmond cried, quote, those idiot producers, those imbeciles, haven't they got any eyes? Have they forgotten what a star looks like? I'll show them. I'll be there again. So help me. Trump leaned over O'Brien's shoulder and whispered, quote, is this an incredible scene or what? Just incredible. Dan. Yeah. Okay. First of all, that's the first tasteful thing Trump has ever done. Because <laughs> I just assumed he spent all of his time watching, I don't know, Transformers 2. Like, it just... I mean, some... the only other documentation of him watching anything was when he was on the on a plane once with Dojo and Eric and he wanted to watch Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport. And he watches but like a super he, cut to fast forward through all of the talking part and only do the fighting. Right. So this is actually, I think that's a Billy Wilder that directed it. So this is actually quite a step up. Oh yeah. But the vibes on all of this is some real gray garden shit. Like oh, this yeah. is, it's <laughs> oh, hard. Yeah. It's hard to draw a line between the past and the present. You know, it's <laughs> Dan, this begs the question like, what is going to happen? Yeah. Like, really, what is going to happen? He's isolated and alone. He's in a giant mansion in Florida. He has gone insane. Yes. He is actually like the guy in stories who lives in the boarded up house. And he's like, he's not quite the legend of Boo Radley, but like he's... um you know, he's, is he going to be c- competent? And, and I realize what I'm saying here. Is he going to be competent enough to actually go through with this campaign? Uh, I mean, I think that he doesn't need to be competent, right? Like, I think that for as much as we would like to be like, oh man, he's finally cracked. Well, there we are. 
uh, he if the if the winds blow him toward the White House, he will absolutely have a real fighting chance to make it into the White House, whether he is competent or functioning or not. Dan, hmm. and I say this in all seriousness, we need to use 2023. I'm not going to leave the country, but I think we actually need to start forming plans about That's why new, I got my British passport. New ways to live our lives. Understanding. Like, for example, the one news story you left out for this week that I was following was, was the Andrew Tate, Greta Thunberg masterclass in ownership. Yes. Where incel creep Andrew Tate tries to bait Greta Thunberg. She owns him. He gets so mad at a young woman trying to talk back to him that he accidentally reveals his location and gets arrested for sex trafficking. Um, and then she completes the beautiful cycle because he gets arrested because of his location is seen on a pizza box. At she least in theory. I think that she, there's been some reporting that says maybe it wasn't that the Romanians were close, but it, the timing of everything certainly is amazing. Well, her last tweet on the subject says, and that's why you should recycle your pizza boxes. <laughs> we need to live very, I am certainly not the same person I was in 2016 or 2018 or 20, like, or, or I guess 2020 or, you know, we're year three of pandemic. We've gone through Trump one. We're probably going to go through Trump two. <laughs> We're, you know, we've been through the insurrection and things are only going to keep changing at this rate. And that's okay. It just, it's not the problem that things change. It's only a problem when you don't absorb the fact that things change and you want yeah. things to remain the way they are. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anybody wants things to, re to remain the way they are. Well, no. except, for, except for a core group of like real bad hombres that you don't want to be, you know, of just some people you don't want to have anything to do with. Yeah. And just living differently, just living. Uh, I, I'm saying, I'm not saying that we have to go bury food then, but like we need to maybe start really in seriousness, making our plans. <laughs> I'm in. Like we joke about the commune, but I'm like, it is no time like to, to live simply. Well, it's a time to live simply, but it's not time to just be like, let's just go along to get along. Yeah. But that Agreed. also means it's a time of great opportunity and great yeah. flexibility because everything's exploding. That's why I feel positive about this year. Yeah. Like, honestly, after I got over the sort of mourning period of Twitter mm. ending... I feel like I I had an epiphany, which was all of the old is ending, right? Like we are entering a new era, whether it's digitally, whether it's, you know, all sorts of things. But I feel excited about that. Like Me too. there is a level of of how things have been for so long that has 
has made a lot of things easy and, you know, things are harder if you, you no longer have simple systems that are well-tested and all of that. But there is something exciting to me about getting scrappy again and about, you know, not just sort of accepting the kind of traditional order of things or the way that that stuff has worked and instead sort of insisting that you can do it differently and better and all of that. And the, it, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I zip my coveralls up every day and I get to work. And you know who also gets to work? Say his so, name. I'm say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Canny. Canny. <laughs> Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon. Thanks Patreon. for coming, everyone. It's, this has been Says Who. It's not by me, Canny. That's right. Along with Dan and Maureen, I, Canny, have made this program possible along with your support. That's right. You support me, Canny, through the Patreon at patreon.canny.org.com. Patreon.com slash says who is. And if you put my name, Canny, into the promo code section at Blue Apron. You There's get 59 a free boxes, each one <sighs> containing a single grilled cheese that you only have to put in the shredder to make warm and have shredded grilled cheese ready Patreon. for you. Dot com slash says who. Our mm. theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter or at says who podcast at omfg.town on Mastodon. Or you can email at hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can also join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord but wherever you connect or wherever you listen you can spread the word subscribe and please leave stars and reviews on apple podcast spotify or wherever mm. else you're getting this thing and you can join us next wednesday january 11th for our very next episode from my basement in chicago i am dan singer i'm enjoying the scent of this mm. okay mm. nobody can smell it it's a podcast mm. no that's what you think they can smell it no, they can't. They can. They can. You could just, they you could just wrap it up. Can. They can. Okay. Oh, I'm back, motherfuckers. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's right, Dan. This is how we're starting 2023. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to be waiting for you when you get home, Maureen? A microphone. No, because that's still here. What? Your captain's hat with 2023 <gasps> embroidered on the side. I forgot you got that for me. Yeah. That'll be there for you. I think if I can, I have to do my entire tour with one carry-on. Yeah. And I carry a lot of, you know, crap with me. So that's going to be tough. You so, can literally wear it on your head. I'm not going to wear a captain's cat that says 2023 on it on the plane. You know why? <laughs> Why? It's not actually embarrassment because okay. I don't have that. I don't, I'm not afflicted with that. Uh -huh. It's that too many people want to talk to me about the fact that I'm wearing a captain's hat that says 2023 then on it. Then you can sing them Yacht Rock. Some people may think that and I'm. And then they'll ask to move. 
you lack Peter Claudos. Ain't caught in vain. If you are not into yoga, if you have to bring, if you don't fucking over me, not by the dudes, by the From her parents' house outside of Philadelphia. You know, because I'm at my parents' house, there is this danger, there's a real possibility of me having to say, Mom, I'm trying to do my podcast. (laughs) From her parents' house outside Philadelphia, she is Maureen Johnson, and this has been Says Who. Well, that's it for me and Kenny, Dan Sinker in Chicago. Come on, just say good say goodbye to Kenny. <sighs> goodbye, Kenny. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Thanks, motherfucker. <laughs> Bye.